I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, and this week we're returning to UFOs and abductions. With the release of the report of the Office of the Director of National Intelligence in the USA last year on unidentified aerial phenomena, the task force responsible for collecting and studying the phenomena has found an influx of UFOs and UAP reports coming in. Is this just a coincidence or have these people been too scared to come forward previously? Well, someone who knows all about this is our guest today. He worked for the Ministry of Defence for 21 years and studied UFO reports. Some of these UFOs appear to be capable of extraordinary speeds and manoeuvres. Some were even tracked on military radar. He's recognised as one of the world's leading experts on the unexplained and was former head of the British government's UFO project. In this special episode, we speak with Nick Pope. Nick, very excited to have you on the podcast. I gave a little jump of joy when I was told that you were joining us because, of course, we we go back many, many years, don't we? I interviewed you a long, long time ago. I think you just left the Ministry of Defence and it was very, very exciting. And you know me, I absolutely love anything to do, like many millions of people around the world, anything to do with UFOs. So what's your take at the moment with everything coming out, all this new footage, Pentagon's coming out, saying yes it's all real and all these things are being unearthed what's happening well it's amazing and this subject absolutely in the last four and a half years has come out of the fringe and into the mainstream as you say we've we've had a series of interrelated developments uh, here in the u.s where i now live we've had the the revelation that the pentagon after years of denial saying we, we're not interested in ufos the nobody's investigating the New York Times ran a story saying, yeah, there's a program called ATIP, Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, that, among other things, looked at UFOs. In relation uh, to that, we had the release of some videos taken from U.S. Navy jets uh, that were literally chasing UFOs. We've had classified briefings in Congress. We've had an intelligence assessment delivered to the U.S. government, a sort of preliminary assessment from the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. And literally in the last few days, we've had a a public hearing in one of the congressional subcommittees to the House Intelligence Committee. So it is all going on right now. I know it's all going on, but why now? What's happening? I mean, the world's gone mad. You know, we've had the pandemic. We've had, you know, Putin going off his nut. And and now all of a sudden, 
this is happening. I find it incredible. What do you think is about to happen? Do you feel that something's going to, I don't know, we're going to get visited? What? I really wouldn't rule it out. I mean, it really does sound and seem as if we are building up to something for sure. I know that's a little bit of a cliche in this field. And previously it's been like, well, tomorrow never comes. But now it's it's just almost like every week there's there's a new bombshell that drops. We've got pilots speaking out about their close encounters. We've got radar operators explaining how these things are, are tracked. We've got forward-looking infrared uh, film of these things taken from Navy jets and from ships. We've got you know the revelation that these things are sometimes tracked on military satellites. I mean I, that's. That's the what. But I mean, yeah, your, your question as to why, that's the tricky one. I don't know. I mean, one theory is that, that we are building up to something. But, you know, here's a wild left field thought. The point that you no longer bother keeping a secret is the point at which the secret can't be kept. And what if we're just about to, to basically switch on the James Webb Space Telescope? And what if it shows us alien megastructures around nearby stars, for example, which is perfectly possible. Some astronomers think that's exactly what, what we'll find. You know, that's, that's the point where if there is a cover-up, and I'm not saying there is, but if there is, the powers that be would just say, well, you know, forget about it. The cat's out of the bag or will be. Yeah, I mean, before the internet and before, you know, everybody's able to access things now like never before. I remember looking at some footage, what I believe to be the drone on Mars, you know, that little robot that they sent on Mars. And some guy had said, no, he said, look where it is. And he went on Google Earth and showed it. It was in the desert in in America. And so everything is open to everybody now. We can see where everybody is. Like you're saying, this telescope is is, is going to open up so much uh, for us. Nothing can be hidden anymore. And it's all out there for everybody to see. And um, so diverting away from that a little bit now, which is very, very exciting. I just want to talk to you about a couple of my favorite cases. Um, one of them I know last time we spoke many years ago was about Rendlesham Forest. And I don't want to go into the whole because, you know, people that love UFOs and, uh, and aliens will know uh, a lot about the Rendlesham Forest story and how amazing it was. But the upshot is, and I know that you spoke about this on The Basement, which is a fantastic, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's on YouTube. Nick's on there with this. Tell, uh, what's the name of the gentleman who presents it with you? It's Stephen Greenstreet from The New York Post. Right. And it's absolutely fantastic. And you look at absolutely anything and everything um, to do with, I don't know, uh, cover up UFOs, all sorts of bits and bobs, which are absolutely fantastic. And you're getting like, over two million people watching these shows, Nick. They're so, so popular. And I'm a huge fan and I'm I'm a subscriber. So please, uh, anybody, ha- have a look at that. It's, it's really great. But one of the things I loved when you were talking about the Rendlesham Forest case was, was this bit that boggles my mind. The binary code, right, that the uh, one of the soldiers... It was actually, it was Jim Penniston. That's it, Jim Penniston. Forgive me, that's right. He put his hand, didn't he, on the side of this UFO. He describes it as sort of like hieroglyphics. At that 
that moment, he got all these images of noughts and ones in his head, so much so he couldn't get them out of his mind. And he wrote them down uh, 60 pages in a notebook. I'm just going very quickly, uh, Nick, for people that don't know of the case. And then this is the bit that gets me. So that bit was sort of like, uh, sort of uh, forgotten about really and then the tv program decided that they were going to get a binary expert in they put the binary numbers into the computer to see if there was any code that peniston had had actually got you continue from there on in because it's just fantastic well sure there, there was um according to to one of the experts in in this there was a, a message in there. It's a continuous uh, advance for planetary exploration. Eyes of your eyes, origin year 8100. And then, really intriguingly, there were what seemed to be a series of latitudinal and longitudinal coordinates, which, when you plot them out, align with some of the, the most mysterious sacred sites all around the planet. Everything from, from the Nazca lines in Peru to the Great Pyramids at Giza. So, I mean, this, this was absolutely extraordinary. Now, in, in one sense, maybe this is just an, an, an attention getter. It certainly got my attention. And I still, well, I still think with something like this, it's like in the movie Contact, that, yeah. uh, that great movie where they pick up a signal from from another civilization. I can't help but wonder whether there isn't a, a sort of something buried much deeper, a message within a message, a code within a code. Suffice to say, research is still ongoing into this with, with mathematicians, really? with cryptographers. Yeah. Oh, how exciting. You've got to, listen, you've got to come back on the show with any updates and tell us about it. With death, I'm fascinated with it. How extraordinary. Go on, go on, go on. Well, that's, that's, almost where that particular part of the story ends. And of course, all this now happened, I guess, over 40 years ago. So the trail has somewhat gone cold. But as I say, with these recent classified briefings and open public hearings in Congress, perhaps because this is such a great case, and it, even though it took place in the UK, it involved United States Air Force personnel, Perhaps Congress will reopen the investigation, and that would be great. You guys were talking about the fact that could this be a time traveler? It might not be um, aliens from another galaxy. It could be a time traveler because didn't you mention some scientist in the 70s or something had said if you were going to come back, you would use binary code? Am I correct? I know I'm not getting it all right, but something along those lines. No, you are. You're absolutely correct. One of the few theoretical physicists to have done research into time travel is Professor Ronald Mallet. And Professor Mallet said that to send a message back through time, you would use neutrinos, which are subatomic particles, because they have a spin state that can be either up or down. And therefore he said what you would be able to do is, is to make the neutrinos go either up or down, which gives you one or zero, i.e. a binary code. So, and Jim, Jim ah, Penniston, of course, right. that, that research had not been published and Jim Penniston certainly hadn't seen it. So he didn't, he didn't know anything about this, but it seemed it was one of these great 
occasions in this subject where, where the, there's this kind of meeting of the experience and then the theoretical physics that someone says, wait a minute, someone's, someone's just said something like that. How extraordinary. And the fact that one of the Earth coordinates points to High Brazil. High Brazil, which is a, a, a sunken island off the coast of uh, island of uh, you know Great Britain, and it was it was extraordinary to me that whole thing. It just blows my mind. And when I tell people now, they go, "What? They can't believe it." I say, "It's true. It's true. Look it up. Look it up." And and, and more cases like this. And then you look at places like the Skinwalker Ranch. Now, a lot of people still don't know about the Skinwalker Ranch and what's gone on there and how the United States government has been involved in that for a very long time. I mean, this is something I've always been interested in, in ufology, but there's certain cases that I don't, I, I don't, I didn't know too much about. Skinwalker Ranch being one of them, and I know that uh, people listening now will be going, "What's the Skinwalker Ranch? Could you possibly talk us through that?" Certainly, yeah. It, it's around a 500-acre property in the state of Utah in the United States. It used to be owned by the billionaire uh, Robert Bigelow, who, of course, had undertaken extensive studies into things like UFOs, but also the, the issue of life after death, the afterlife. And so in, in around 2007 or 2008, a defense intelligence agency scientist visited the Skinwalker Ranch, met with Robert Bigelow, actually had a personal experience, a bizarre um, sighting of a sort of translucent shape in, in a in a small room and, and said, I don't know what's going on, but the US government should be studying this. And, and you know, sad to say, this isn't what new age people want to hear, but, but possibly with a view to weaponizing it. Wow. And, and so they set up this, this study. And it's, it's really interesting because at Skinwalker Ranch, you get not just UFO sightings, but what you would literally call, I suppose, sightings of, of monsters. I mean, the skinwalker is a, a, a sort of malevolent witch from Native American mythology. So there have been sightings of, of uh, sort of almost literally werewolf-type entities, haunting poltergeist-type experiences, cattle mutilations, um, all sorts of oddities. And right now, the new owner has allowed... Uh, History Channel to come in and 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 record there and and there are literally they they've set up a command center. Uh, there's a guy who I know quite well called Dr. Travis Taylor, who's an astrophysicist and uh, an aeronautical uh, engineer. He's he's one of the lead investigators of this, and he's a he's a sort of tough, no nonsense guy. And I was talking to him the other day, and he's like, "Wow, this is, I'd never." He said to me, "I've never seen a UFO until I'd." been to Skinwalker Ranch, and now it's just commonplace, along with other weirdness. Isn't that incredible? I mean, obviously, myself, I would love to, to go there. But, you know, I was talking to um, this open-minded sceptic on Most Haunted, uh, Glenn Hunt, yesterday, and Carl, the producer. And we were talking about Skinwalker Ranch, and he was saying, apparently, some people that go and spend time at Skinwalker Ranch, they'll experience this uh, paranormal activity, they'll see strange lights in the sky, and they'll go home. Home 
And phenomena and frightening phenomena will occur in their own homes. And people that are attached to that person will also experience something in their home. So something is attaching itself to them. And it's very negative, apparently. Could it be the rocks under the ground? Is it causing some sort of phenomena? Are UFOs sort of honing in on that space because of a little bit like the Nazca lines? You know, what's going on there? Is it some sort of landing pad? I don't know. It's extraordinary, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, that's certainly one of the things that they're looking at. And and people like Dr. Travis Taylor are, are pretty hard-nosed and 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 skeptical when it comes down to it. So, of course, yeah, absolutely. They're looking at, uh, is there something about the geology of the ranch? They've done some drilling. They've found some anomalies of some sort. But what you just described has been dubbed the hitchhiker. Literally, yeah, as you say, the suggestion is that the phenomenon, whatever it is, somehow attaches itself to individuals who go to Skinwalker Ranch and hitches a a ride back. And this has happened. These are not wide-eyed believers. These very often were fairly cynical government people in agencies like the Defense Intelligence Agency, which is basically U.S. military intelligence. Very senior people in the U.S. intelligence community, usually the sorts of people who debunk this sort of thing, and now they are experiencing it for themselves. It's, it's absolutely incredible. Would you, would would you like to go there? Yes, I I would go. I think I think you know I I am aware that that some people say it is dangerous, but you know, heck, life's about taking some risks. I think my curiosity, my quest for knowledge and for the truth would get the better of me. Would win out. Yes, I'd go. Well, I'd come with you. I'm hi- I'm hitchhiking myself onto your back. You're not <laughs> going without me. I'm telling you that right now. Uh, we're going to go together. Oh, my God, that would be so amazing. Um, but obviously, they'd look at my credentials and say, most haunted, you're not coming in with love. So I'd have to think of something else. You see, you look at the Native American history and you think, they talk about their history. They talk about star people, don't they? They talk about ancient aliens coming down and they created, they created the earth. They talk about star children. They talk about, you know, the, the Native Americans have the, the most, to me, the, what, what they believe in, I find absolutely fascinating and, and plausible. And why not? And are a lot of the Native Americans and their beliefs could they be true? Could ancient aliens have come down and use places like Skinwalker Ranch as almost like thousands of years ago, a place where they first came down, they've left something there, whatever it is, and gone away and perhaps keep visiting now and again? It's certainly something to look at. And, you know, this this is not, I don't know whether there are similar petroglyphs which have either been discovered or have yet to be discovered at Skinwalker Ranch. But in Arizona, there is a place called Rock Art Ranch. And uh, the TV show Ancient Aliens went there. And, Uh And some of the petroglyphs at Rock Art Ranch in Arizona 
are you you look at them and you think that is a representation of an alien gray that we've all seen in pop culture the big eyes yeah yes. yeah and and there it is at rock art ranch in petroglyphs which are hundreds and hundreds of years old so it does make one wonder about ancient astronaut theory, yes. So I had the pleasure of talking to a gentleman called John Hansen on a previous um, episode, and he was uh, telling us all about um, Rendlesham. He wrote lots of the books for Colonel Charles Holt, and he was telling us, was Mr Hansen, that when he was, uh, when he ever has gone into Rendlesham Forest at night, he has reported, and I mentioned this earlier, poltergeist activity. And he describes standing in the forest and being pelted with pebbles. And he said, there's nobody else there. He'll turn around or, and he'll look down and he'll see these beautifully smooth pebbles. And he says, I picked them up. He said, and they are red hot, red hot. He said, now that's poltergeist activity. It's classic. He said, and I wonder whether hauntings, poltergeist activity is all connected with aliens. And it really made me think because we're talking about different dimensions then, aren't we? We're talking about where we go when we die, who created us, what are all the different dimensions? Uh, I believe there are many dimensions that we, you know, we live one life and then we go to another dimension and so on and so on. Has John Hansen hit on something there? Could ghosts and UFOs be all of the same energy? Absolutely. I, I think one analogy that I often give is, is that if you wake up in the middle of the night and you see a shadowy figure at the foot of your bed, how you perceive and interpret that will depend on your own culture, your background, your knowledge, your belief system, all of those things. So, you know, if you're a ghost hunter, you might think it's a ghost. If you yes. were religious, you might think it was an angel or a demon or, or the Blessed Virgin Mary or something like that. If you are a ufologist, you, you might think, help, I'm being abducted. I mean, I'm, I'm, being, I'm being flippant, but I'm not. I mean, these are the, I guess my point is these are just words and labels that we put on something which may be forever beyond our understanding and may not, it may not lend itself to this kind of pigeonholing, but, but you know, the, the whole business of the hot stones, I mean, setting, setting aside the possibility that those were, I don't know, me meteorites or something like that. But, but if, yeah. it's, if it's what John Hansen thinks it is, it puts me in mind, and this kind of goes back to what we were talking about Native American belief. Almost every culture around the world has had a, a trickster god, you know, whether it's Loki yes. in, in yes. Norse mythology, the Native American mythologies, of course, have coyote as, as the, the trickster um, but, but, you know, and, and whether we're talking about Skinwalker Ranch and some of the oddities there, whether we're talking about hot stones being thrown at somebody in, in Rendlesham Forest in the middle of the night, um, I can't help but wonder about these so-called trickster gods and, and who or what they really are. Yeah, I mean, that's fascinating. I haven't even thought about it that way either. I mean, we, you know, the term poltergeist is, is German, which means noisy ghost. That's all yeah. it is. And so you're right, you know, it's, it's, it's a, 
mischievous, noisy, wanting attention seeking, you know, maybe it is a God who knows that just wants to have fun. You're quite right. We put labels on too many things and we have to pigeonhole so many things. And there's so much we don't understand. And this is why I love talking to you because, you know, all of this stuff, as we said at the beginning of our chat, it's all coming out now. What one thing that, you know, for you in your mind now is the most exciting thing to be out there and that you you just can't wait to get your teeth into to try and investigate it. What What's the one case? Well, I know this is a little bit, I, I guess, time expired now, but we are coming up to the 75th anniversary of the Roswell incident. <laughs> and I suppose what whatever you think about Roswell, it's there's no getting away from the fact that it's the ground zero of the UFO phenomenon, yes. some would say literally. Yeah. And and Roswell and the idea that that the US government might have recovered wreckage of some sort gets to the heart of, of the so-called Wilson memo that was was recently read into the congressional record, uh, supposedly a note of a, a conversation between retired defense intelligence agency head uh, Admiral Wilson and and a number of people. Um, very controversial, but read into the formal record of, of the um, House Intelligence Committee recently. And who knows? You know, sometimes you get these anniversaries and they serve as a, a almost like a, a last chance saloon for, for people to say, look, you know, before this passes out of living memory and into history, let's let's go up into the attic. Let's have a rummage around, yeah. you know, grandfather's old box of military records and, and memorabilia. And let's let's look on the mantelpiece into that box of trinkets and and let's and who knows who knows so so i'm going to roswell um you are between yes um between july 1st and july 3rd um the the roswell daily record is is putting on an event the city is putting on some events too i think the eyes of the world will will be on roswell not just because of the 75th anniversary but because of all the other things going on that we've discussed. And I think for the first time, the mainstream media will, will be saying, look, you know, people may be having fun there. There'll be parades and costumes and, and fireworks and things like that. But this is exactly what Congress now wants to know about. And, and if there is something still to be discovered, let's, let's see if we can't uncover it. So for me, this summer could well be the, the summer of the saucers in Roswell, New Mexico. How exciting. And will you come on the show and tell us of your experiences, please, after? that We'd be, we'd be honoured if you did that. It'd be fantastic. I will. I will. Oh, that would be absolutely wonderful. As always, an absolute pleasure and a joy talking to you. And do you know what I love is when I'm talking to you, I'm actually sort of bobbing up and down in my chair because I can feel your passion and your excitement. You know, as just as I'm so passionate and excitement about life after death and, and ghosts and so on, I can hear it in your voice. And, and I love that. So it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Nick Pope. Thanks, Yvette. It's been great talking to you. And as I say, yeah, these these sorts of questions, whether it's life after death or whether it's extraterrestrial civilizations, these are some of the biggest and most profound questions 
we can ask. Why wouldn't we want answers? And yeah, you and I, I think, share the passion for that. Absolutely. And long may it continue. Safe journey when you go to um, Roswell. Hope you come back in one piece. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I want to let you know about an amazing new offer just for you. We're launching a new weekly bonus series, Yvette Investigates. Each week, we'll be releasing a new episode as part of an investigation into a paranormal event or phenomena with leading experts and historians. For just 99 pence a week, you get this exclusive bonus episode delivered into your podcast feed, as well as getting our main episode ad-free and a day earlier than everybody else. There's three different tiers you can subscribe to. Head to paranormalpod.co.uk now to find out how to subscribe and become one of our podcast paranormal investigators. As a special thanks, we'll even give the first 50 paranormal investigators a shout out and a big thank you on the podcast. Welcome back. This week we hear from Louise, who had a strange alien encounter when caring for her horses as a teenager. Hi there. Um, my name is Louise, and I had a very strange experience once when I was about. 14 or 15. So this was back in the 90s. Um, I used to own a horse and uh, myself and my friend, who was a couple of years younger than me at the time, we were putting our horses back out in the field. It was November time 
um, and it was about eight o'clock, so it was really dark. And we just let the horses out, um, and they were all completely normal. And suddenly, I heard this um, noise above me—not necessarily like an, an engine, not like a jet engine, but it was more like a whirring sound, like a faint whirring sound. I suppose the sort of noise that a remote control aeroplane might make. Um, and when we both looked up, we saw a silver um, object, probably about 10 or 15 feet above us. Um, it was silver, um, it had like rings on the bottom and it was round and um, it had like a band around the side of it with blue lights. It um, kind of hovered above us and then disappeared off to the left um, at a pretty quick speed. The farm where I used to keep my horse um, was kind of in the middle of nowhere. Um, the field where we were was surrounded by other fields. It was pretty remote. And as I say, it was in the 90s, or probably something like 95, 96, something like that. So before the widespread use of drones um, and that kind of thing. And like I say, it was completely pitch black, so it was unlikely to be anyone with um, a remote control aeroplane or, or something like that. Both myself and my friend uh, just stood there and stared at it, really. We didn't really know what we were looking at. Um, and then as soon as it went, we kind of raced back to the stables where it was light to try and get our heads around what was happening, really. I still, to this day, don't know what it was. I can still remember it vividly. I can remember what it looked like and the noise that it made. But it was very strange. It appeared out of nowhere with very little noise, stopped, hovered, and then went. So I don't know if there was a perfectly valid explanation. Um, and my sort of 14, 15 year old brain didn't compute it at the time or whether it was a UFO or something paranormal, I've no idea. Um, but that is something that happened to me that I certainly can't explain. Thank you, Louise, for that story. It fascinates me, the fact that you heard this faint whirring sound. In a lot of uh, UFO sightings, they actually say there was no sound whatsoever. So the fact that you heard a faint whirring sound really uh, does fascinate me. And you describe it so well, the silver objects with rings on the bottom and blue lights. But one thing you don't say is exactly how big it was. And you also correctly say in the 90s, there were no drones then. Or if there were, they were only just coming into the fore, weren't they? And that was my first thing until I knew it was in the 90s. I thought, oh, it might have been a drone. But no, how absolutely fascinating. And it obviously has stuck with you all these years. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for listening to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, and a huge thanks to all our lovely listeners for sharing their visitation stories with us. You can get in touch and share your own stories at this address. It's paranormalactivitypod at gmail.com. That's paranormalactivitypod at gmail.com. Or you can phone in and leave your story on this number. It's 075-999-27537. And you can also get in touch on our Instagram page and the handle is at Paranormal Act. 
activity pod. Um, by the way, I did meet some lovely people on a most haunted experience at the weekend at Hack Green Bunker in Cheshire, and they are huge fans of this podcast. And they were telling me about some of their extraordinary stories. And I said, "Why haven't you phoned in? Why haven't you emailed in?" And they said, "Oh, don't want people to know my surname. I'm a bit embarrassed." So. Here we are. You don't have to leave your surname. You don't even have to leave your right name. You can be anonymous. Just share that story with us. We all want to know what's been going on in your spooky lives. Stay up to date with the newest episodes by giving us a follow. And we'll be back again same time next week. But if you can't wait until then, visit this address, www.paranormalpod.co.uk. That's www.paranormalpod.co.uk, where you can find options to get episodes a day early have a great week don't be stressed be happy smile big and remember things aren't always as they seem flexibility is great that's why there's yoga flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too that's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.